It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Call in at 402-489-1240 or at 800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Tower 2 at Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Football on his mind, but more so... Bruce Springsteen is in Kansas City to see Bill Dolman. We say hi to the pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman, at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Billy D, uh, back in a hotel, I see. How we doing? You're muted, my friend. No, he's not muted, unfortunately. I'm not sure. Ooh, is Mike? Uh-oh, something's going wrong with Billy D's mic. Bill has a hammer out and is going to go wage war in a moment. It's got to be something down in those settings with audio, Bill, just to, to help you uh-huh. out here that's, from behind the awesome. scenes. <laughs> see, if, see if that helps you out. So we, 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 20 second time out for Bill Dolman. He's going to scream at his team. <laughs> <laughs> he had the lighting set up so perfectly, too. I'm so working on it. He had the cell phone right and the laptop yeah. right. And... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good to go. And uh, we were just going to phone. And do we have you now? Uh, I doubt it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Well, let's, let's give him a phone call. Yeah, we're going to give him a phone call. Uh, so, Bill, um, you uh, just hang tight. But we could keep him on stream while he's on well, the phone. Yeah, that'd be that'd be unique. Him and only him. That'd be good. Let's do it. So we're going to call Bill Dolman here. Uh, numbers for you to get in: four eight nine twelve forty. Four eight nine twelve forty. Numbers to dial up here on Hale Varsity Radio. Brady Altman's going to be with us. He's been uh, doing great work running down. Uh, the different uh, options at some of the positions on offense and defense for Nebraska. We now have him, I believe, or not. Do we have him? Maybe? No? All right, so this is gorgeous. Bill Dolman with us, but, uh, yeah, he's down in KC to see Bruce Springsteen. I'm anxious to get his take on uh, Nebraska's fourth quarter misery and how that can be different uh let's go to bill dolman now uh pride of fairberry thanks for working this out with us how you feeling man you've seen the boss a few times and the boss has seen you a few times <laughs> yeah yeah he always points me out you know when i when i'm uh when i'm in the crowd for the i think this will be you and five. courtney cox right yeah yeah, I think we're I think we're at five now or so. So uh, I assume he's in town because when I was driving into Kansas City, I saw a Spirit Airlines flight uh, land at KCI, and I assume that's how he probably travels. Sure, <laughs> Spirit Airlines. Yeah. I'm sure. Good, good work. <laughs> hey, better than Southwest still. Uh, we're not going to get sued, but uh, we, we will knock on wood. Junior made it down to Arizona today. That's good news. Uh, to see uh, Joe Mama, which is good, and Grandma. But yep. so. Okay, uh, Springsteen's 73. I was just playing his last show last night off my phone, off of YouTube, 
and he was in Austin rocking and rolling, born yeah. to run. Is he pretty consistent with closing with born to run? What's his what's his encore no, it, go to? That, that's usually kind of toward the I mean, that's like in the last set of maybe five or six. Mm-hmm. Um 10th Avenue is usually in that mix. Rosalita's toward the end, Thunder Road. Um, I, I think he's closer with like I'll see you in my dreams or something. So, um, but it's always a great show, and for dude seventy three, uh, I've seen some clips. It should be another another great one. That's awesome, Bill Dolman with us. Bill, let's talk uh, Nebraska football. Coach Rule continuing the uh, the interview rounds, and he really talked about the fourth quarter. And I thought this was interesting when he when he was talking with Sam McEwen. Everyone talks about the onside. We all talk about the international incident, the onside <laughs> kick. But he's like, dudes, you had the lead in the fourth quarter. And, and that's when do you think Nebraska got away from? I don't know that it was a, a conscious effort to get away from power football in the fourth quarter post TO. And I'm talking the Solichera. But. Nebraska just people caught up or out muscled Nebraska at some point the last twenty years, and that's shown up a lot in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I think that culture was was kind of born in the Callahan era because there was such an NFL mentality in the approach to practice. And I've been hearing a lot about practice and the number of stations and the number of players and and cutting down the numbers of walk-ons, and I and I get all of that. But, you know, I've talked about it so many times on the show, watching those four stations do their work, you know, practice after practice after practice, so that everybody was getting a relatively equal number of reps from, you know, maybe maybe if you are a, a walk-on or fourth or fifth teamer, maybe you were getting 60 to 70, whereas starters were getting 70 to 80 to 100, okay? And I remember going to some of Callahan's practices, and you would see a lot of guys, if you weren't on that first or second unit, standing around and, and watching. And, and I, thought, I really think that there was that mentality for those players who were, on, were lower on the depth chart, younger on the depth chart, and when your practice habits became standing around that, you know, eventually you're going to be able to be like the pros where, you know, starters in the NFL don't get a significant number of reps. I mean, maybe 20 to 25, I remember guys saying. And, and so if you're the backup and that's, that's how you, you've practiced for two or three years or, you know, one or two years anyway, and then when it's your turn, you've got to kind of flip that switch that you are going to be the starter and, and, and it's not going to be – a physically demanding practice day in and day out. And I really think that that culture came from the NFL. And and then Mike Riley, God love him, who had NFL experience, played powder puff football in the Pac-12. And it's just never been rep- been replicated to where it was when if you were a, a guy you walked on as a freshman, you're 15, you are, you're getting, you know, you're busting ass every day. And you're getting a ton of reps so that when it was seamless when it became your time. And and when you got those opportunities in the fourth quarter, and Nebraska was up forty nine to seven, you were playing. And I really think that it was it was when that shift to the pro mentality came in that that got lost. Well, but there was 
some years under Bo Pelini where that mentality was still around. Because I can think very specifically of, of some games, and this might not define the whole tenure, but that inaugural home Big Ten game against Ohio State where Ohio State jumps out on you, you really rode Rex Burkhead in the third and fourth quarter there to, to, to get back into that game and eventually close it out. And twice against Michigan, you rode that ground attack in the second half. Uh, at home against Miami, you rode that ground attack in the second half. They were, that was at least existent against Bo Pelini, but then it went right back away under Mike right. Riley. And I don't think the Bo Pelini era ever quite reached the, the Tom Osborne era of, of fourth quarter physicality. I, I, I totally see that point to you. And, and I think to a certain extent, people kind of forget the Pelini era, mm. you know, uh, because it was there was such a, a definition of li- the line definition between this Osborne and Solich era. Let's be fair to Frank. You know, to when the declaration was made, we will not gravitate toward mediocrity. Instead, we will com- we will sprint toward it. Um, <laughs> and you know that we needed to have certain a certain type of player. You know that was just it was. You know, Nebraska was producing as many NFL players in the forty year Devaney Osbert era. And uh, again, Solich, that we're producing as many or more NFL players as everybody else. And all of a sudden, we're going to change. Uh, but I do think that to a certain extent that the Polini era, because it was so volatile and there are times where people would, would, you know, kind of hide their eyes as to what was being said about Bo, that people kind of forget a little bit about that. There was, there was great success with Polini that was overshadowed by the off the field and the tantrums or whatever the case might've been. But I really think that the last 20 years have been defined by Callahan Riley and, you know, and for whatever ineptitude Scott brought to the table that people didn't expect that, that you kind of forget that Bo was in there. I, yeah. Bill, both teams had a, had a toughness. They had a mentality, they had a physicality to them, but it just kind of gets lost in the, in the other stuff. Well, I think that kind of shows that, that maybe this turnaround for Matt released in mentality might take as long, might not take as long as some national media folks seem to think because Bo had that mentality of the team turned around within an off season where Callahan's teams, as we've kind of gone over, didn't have that third quarter, fourth quarter physical grinded out mentality. And then Pelini's teams were able to get that within one year of him being on campus. And you saw the results come with that. So I think that might be all the evidence you need that, that maybe Nebraska isn't quite as far away as some people seem to think now that Matt Rule has taken the reins. And I, and I don't think that's all on Matt Rule to, turn, to to flip the switch. And, you know, I, in Rule's conversation this week, I think it was in the World Herald, it, it, I think toward the end of it there was a line that said, might take a while to get there. But i got to believe that there is a mentality within the players who are in the system right now who are tired of having the label of whatever, being a part, you know, not winning. You know, they're, they're ha- there's talented players in there. This is not a, a Temple turnaround. This is not a Baylor turnaround. And, you know, that article about the fourth quarter and being in games and all of those, as you read through it, you're going, oh, God, I remember that, and I remember that. They have been close, right? At some point, that punt is going to go in the right direction. The Illinois punter is not going to run for 48 yards on third and 14. At some point, that team is going to make the play that needs to be made, and maybe it's in the first quarter, maybe it's in the fourth quarter, but i got to believe that the, that the talent is there and the hunger is there, that the players who, who are ready for a fresh start and hear what Matt Rule is saying and the staff that's put, that they're ready to turn that corner now. I mean, I'm putting my, my faith in that and my hope in that maybe, but I really believe that there are players right now that are saying, oh, now, now's our time and we're going to do it. It's a mentality, and I think he'll help with that mentality uh, when it comes to confidence, you got to see it happen to to really truly have confidence. But I think the preparation 
combined with the mentality. They're out moving weight in snow this morning uh, on, on the field of Memorial Stadium. So it's not just uh, all sorts of talk. There's some walk along with this, and uh, we'll see where Nebraska's at. Uh, but, yeah, development's going to be key, and, and he'll try and get there. And, yeah, it's going to be about being the tougher team in the fourth quarter. And also, uh, okay, so there's some instances you're not going to be the fresher team in the fourth quarter, but he wants to, to, to tweak that a little bit too, Bill, where there are more bodies that are going to be in. So if you're Ty Robinson, you've not already waged 70 snaps before kick, right. before it's the fourth quarter. But that has to come in practice. You know, all, there has to be a, a significant rotation yes. of players. And I kind of gleaned that from that article that, you know, there are going to be a lot of reps to be given, whatever, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that it's not going to be a lot of standing around, yeah. that, that players are going to be prepared to play. And you know, as much as I dislike recruiting, that uh, I, I dislike the four fingers in the air for the fourth quarter bit that we see all the time, you know. It's like – it ought to be one, and then it ought to be two, and then it ought to be three. You can't wait to the fourth quarter and say, now we're going to turn it on. <laughs> it, it's got to be from the go. Mm-hmm. And, and I would love teams to go second quarter. We've laid the groundwork in the first, and we're going to bury you in the second quarter so that you have to get to halftime, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have the energy to come out in the third quarter. But to sit there and put four fingers up like, now we're going to turn it on, when it's 36 to 10, well, that doesn't do anybody any good. You've got to come out of the gate right away so that it doesn't come down to the international one player that's an international incident, the international right? Incident. I mean, it, it has to be established early on that you are the more physical team out of the gate and not, you know, not hey, we're going to turn it on and at the end and we'll hope the score were, were close. The PTSD that has existed the last 20 years, there's been one game changing play in some of these debacles, be it the onside, be it a missed tackle against UCLA by uh, Randy Gregory, okay, where you're, you know, you, this is the bow era, but the UCLA goes on a wooden-esque 38 to nothing scoring run, okay, in, in the, um, the, uh, the, the all-black alternate uniforms. It's not the, the blocked punt against Iowa that sparks things. It's, it's one play that has kind of flipped the, oh, no, here we go again uh, for this yep. team in, in different eras of different coaching staffs. Okay, now you've triggered me from recruiting to four fingers to alternative uniforms. Uh, I'm here to have a good time, but no, I, I, never. You know, l- let me let me let me go back to one of the most famous plays in Nebraska football history: the Tommy Fraser run against Florida. Right? right. Everybody is enamored with how many tackles that that he broke and Jim Nance's call and all that. I personally, I don't even think that's in the top five plays of that game. Lawrence Phillips had a, had a couple of touchdown runs uh, in that, or the, certainly one of the first quarter that was absolutely spectacular. But Tommy Frazier's run came in the fourth quarter when Nebraska had beaten the hell out of Florida for three quarters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game was over at halftime. So it was, and I'm not, I don't want to take away from Tommy's effort because he was still burying them in the fourth quarter. That's what we did back then. But that Florida team, that, that touchdown run started in the first quarter and in the second quarter. And the white flags were up in the third quarter, and they just could not tackle the guy when it came. So that wasn't a superhuman fourth quarter effort. That play was made at the kickoff, you know. 
And that was the difference. The same with Corey Schlesinger, two touchdown runs against Miami. That was three and a half quarters of ass kicking, and and that was the money uh, that was that paid off in the fourth quarter. Bill, uh, when you talk to Bruce, when he asks you what you want to hear, <laughs> tell him your boy Schmitty really wants State Trooper tonight. Uh, let, me, let me let me text him real quick. From the Nebraska album. I need to hear State Trooper. And you're not this guy, but uh, you would raise your phone and record, I'm sure, for me and send oh, me yeah, yeah. Oh, send Absolutely. Me a clip, right? Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Bill Dolman's going to be burning lasers through people that are standing in front of him <laughs> and distracting his friend Bruce, trying to film the show. That Bill Dolman's not that guy, but Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor on assignment. Uh, Bruce Springsteen gets to see Bill Dolman tonight. And or as we affectionately call him, Bryce Sapperstein. I'm down here with all my killer bee buddies from college, and Bruce is just another one of them. That's awesome. Bill, we'll talk next week. Thanks for the time, bud. All right, see you, boys. There he is, Bill Dolman. Brady Altman's on the way.